Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It is the 10th day of April, and it is time for us to go back into the text from the Gospel of Mark. We've been working on the Gospel of Mark now for, uh, well, for all of the calendar year, with the exception of a few moments here and there where we take some time out and do things like essay edition and Easter weekend. Of course, we talked about some announcements on our trip and then the resurrection yesterday, but pretty consistently we've been working this gospel. And as you can see, here we are in the fourth month of the year, and we're only nearing the end of the sixth chapter, so it's probably going to take us most of the year. Um, This has become sort of the thing that the DDP is known for, is just this slow pace of walking through the text with no rush. Like, what's the reason to try and hammer out 10 verses a day or rush through a chapter. And it's it's certainly not, um, it's not the easiest way to do the book because you got you really got to deal with every verse and you got to be a little detailed. But it's become not just our calling card, it's become the way that I really enjoy studying the Bible is just a, the slow marinate in the text. And let the text speak to you. I want to encourage you in your day-to-day reading, and I surely hope, sure do hope that you have a daily reading. But as you read, don't read for for uh, to, to to sort of pile up brownie points of how many chapters you've read or how many books you can tick off, check off. Take your time. You're not. You're not. I, I come up in Sunday school and church and. There was always little Sunday school contests for chapters you had to read, and I had this idea for years, even early on in ministry, that I was supposed to read X amount per year or try to make it through the Bible in so many months, and it was for nothing. You know, it wasn't like I was getting paid for that or there was brownie points attached to it. I I think for many years, I actually thought there was some sort of blessing attached to volume. You know, like God would go, boy, he's reading a lot of Bible. We're really going to bless him. But as I've gotten older, I can sit with one verse and just let it talk. Um, I heard a writer recently say that when I write dialogue, this was a novelist. He said, when you write dialogue in a novel with your characters, it's best to just let them talk. Don't necessarily think ahead. Your first draft, let them talk and they will speak. And and that sounds so strange, like, well, you're the writer, whatever's coming out of their mouth is coming out of yours. But I think what the writer meant was just let the character begin to say the things that that character wants to say. It's almost as if it's subliminally coming out of the author. Then you can go back and tweak it. I think it's the same thing with reading your Bible. Like, for instance, today is Mark chapter 6. We're in verse 45. We have another immediately, which is just this repetition that Mark uses over and over again, this this rushed, hurried, frenetic pace that Jesus is on. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat. The, the, The word made is closer to a strong invitation, almost like a begging So he, let's just say it that way. This is the Paul White translation. Immediately begged his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he sent the multitude away. Okay, if you just set marinate on that, just just let it, 
rest for a second and see what happens. Well, you got the immediately. So once again, same narrative device, same frenetic pace, Jesus moving quickly like a man running out of time. Begs his disciples to get in the boat. Why would he have to beg them to get into the boat? Well, maybe he had to beg them to get into the boat because the last time he told them to get into a boat to go to the other side, there was a storm and they almost drowned. Well, they thought they were going to drown. Remember, that's back in Mark 4. And so maybe they don't want to get in a boat without Jesus. The last time they got in a boat with Jesus, it wasn't so great. But to get in a boat without Jesus, well, that... That's enough to freak them out. So maybe that's the strong invitation to go before him to the other side. He's the one that's going to send the multitude away. Maybe because he trusts himself to send the multitude away properly. As opposed to having the disciples send the multitude away. Maybe because they just balked at the feeding of the 5,000 when he said, you feed them. And they were like, well, we don't have that kind of food. You go, well, what could we do? Well, we don't even have enough money to buy that kind of food. And maybe that attitude in, in the face of the multitudes bothered Jesus. And he thought, I'm not ready to release the crowd into my disciples' hands. So I'm going to send them over to the other side. I'm going to take care of this whole issue with the crowd. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. That's verse 46. And so the Jesus of the immediately slows the world down for a moment to depart to the mountain to pray. And what it tells me is I live in a hectic society. The world is swirling and going faster and faster all the time. If my Savior needed to slow the world down, get away from the crowd, and go into the mountain to pray, there's a really good chance that Paul White needs to do something similar. Get away from the crowd. Silence the noise. Get alone and pray. Spend some time with the Father. Spend some time looking inside. Spend some time looking upward. Looking outward. Being refreshed. Being restored. Being renewed. Having a conversation with God. Telling God how I feel. Telling God how I'm disappointed, how I'm scared, how I'm lonely. Speaking to God the things that I believe in, the things I have faith for, and asking for enlightenment on the things that I'm struggling to believe. All of these things are prayer. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to tell you what Jesus prayed. I'm trying to let the verse speak to Paul White. This is how I read the Bible. And so in just setting with these two verses, look at everything that came up. Look at the stuff that now we can think about, that we can dwell on, that we can consider. It's not about being right about these verses. It's not about being right about any verse. It's about letting the scriptures speak to you fresh. You see, most of what I've just shared with you was essentially off the top of my head. It's just letting the verses. I did that on purpose today. Just don't go in with a plan. Just read them and see what happens. But most everything that come out of my mouth, not only is it unrehearsed, but it's a lot of it is something different than I would have said a year ago, certainly different than I would have said five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Why is that? The Bible didn't change. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. I've changed. I've changed for the better. I've probably changed for the worse. 
but it's still speaking life. It's showing me different things, things maybe I couldn't see before. I'll leave you there today. Dwell on 45 and 46 on your own. On the surface, it might not look like there's a lot there, but I hope this podcast showed you that there's always more there than meets the eye. The evening has come for the disciples and for Jesus, and we'll join them in that evening on tomorrow's podcast. God bless.